Welcome to the Infinite Musician Podcast. I'm Dan Weiss, creator and owner of M-File Music Theory and Songwriting. We are all about helping you gain control of your creative passion and power so you can become the musician you are supposed to be, making the most impact with your music by creating the music that you hear in your head. Awesome. Well, it's, it's been an age, but I'm happy to say that here we have the absolutely stupendous Yannick Allwood from the monumental After Funk. I love, I love the band. I've always been a fan for probably the entire... It's been a lot of uh, shows I've seen with you guys. I think, yeah, I think so some of the first been- ones you guys were playing... We yeah, were, like OG crew, you know, it's like OG crew for real. 2011, I think. Dude, yeah. That's a long time ago, right? Yeah, but it's it's awesome that like the bands moved a lot together, and it was very much like a a really good friend working relationship, and not just like oh, let's just like get them to play a show or whatever. And it was well, like we had like a really special thing going on, you know, yeah. like a, a really. I don't know, like, uh, like we inspired each other to do more things. It was like, Absolutely. Awesome. Like well, you, I remember the first time I met you, I like obviously had to rush the stage and just be like, dude, that was so good. And you were so genuine. And that was like, just one of the things that drew me to you. It wasn't such a like, oh, thanks, man. And like, you just yeah. played a fucking crazy set and you had a ton <laughs> of stuff to tear down and do. And you still had to go back home to Toronto and everything, but you yeah. like, were genuinely interested to just stop and and take like you were wowed that someone liked the music and you're like thank you yeah and you were so <laughs> energized by it so that, i was like i love this guy oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Dude, it's such a nice thing though you know what i mean like you know it's just like you know, sharing that like sharing i guess like a piece of yourself with other people it's it is thing. it is and other people connect with it you know like that's just great. You know about that. It's, you know. uh, it's, it's very, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, it's personal, but there's also like the show element where you kind of have to compartmentalize and leave some of it on the stage or, or almost like leave a suit on stage that you step yeah. into. Yeah, for sure. You know, so that like, that's your show and you do it and you put it out. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons I, I learned like, through performing was there kind of has to be that a little bit separate yeah it's sometimes true. you start to lose like you're supposed to be on all the time you're supposed to do this you're supposed, and it's like that's that guy exactly that's his job you know? you know what i mean it's like it's like theater almost you know what i mean like like an absurd like weird pop theater but that's kind of what it is you yeah know? And performing it and like it doesn't mean that it's not genuine because, no. you know, but like it is also like a blown up, a bigger version of whatever it is that you are trying to do. You know what I mean? It's like a very like over exaggerated personality that has to take the stage or else yeah. the stage will swallow you. Well, it's uh, <laughs> some at, at minimum, you'll probably what? like 30 minutes, like 45 minutes to get literally the best parts of you out. Yeah. Dude, sometimes even like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I like, like after we did all this after funk stuff and like I started to like, we've been doing, I've been doing like a, a little bit of like keyboard gigging, you know what I mean? Just like by myself and like doing some stuff for other artists. It's funny because like there's a lot more singer songwriter shows where like you know they go and like singers will go and they sing to a track or they sing guitar with their guitar and it's like eight people in a night and it's like 20 minutes each you know what I mean and you have to do your thing you have like like that's a hard thing but like that's a show like yeah. that's another type of show it I'm is like, yeah I haven't been going to that many shows uh admittedly like throughout my entire life you know what I mean I've only been to like a handful really and I feel like now I kind of want to see what's going on. Like, I mean, like now there's no, there's, 
<laughs> like, you know, like, man. <laughs> you know, I'm like, now's the time, dude. Now we gotta see what people are. But you know what I mean? It's like it's like there's so many different types of shows like than that I was aware of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just like it's interesting, like to see like in different genres of music how long people are expected to play. Because like in the jam in the jam scene, you know. Even opening bands are expected to have 90 minute sets. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, holy crap. But like in but then like in some in some other scenes, like if you go to a show, then you're expecting like an hour long show and that's fine. You know what I mean? And that's it. You pay like your 20, 40, 80, 100, however many dollars you want to pay, and you go in and you see your favorite band for an hour, and that's they're cool with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a whole different other thing, you know what I mean? Like that's like there's got to be something else happening. Like at that point, you'd probably be paying almost for the branding of it. Yeah, well, there's that's, that package of now I can say that I saw this. Yeah, exactly. Like a different psychological buying trigger yeah. at that point. It's a different game, you know? Yeah. Like wow, like it's it's just a yeah. There's just so much, you know, and like there's so much for you as an artist to to do but you have to like decide i think mm-hmm. i guess like i don't know if this is going to lead or lend itself into anything that we want to talk about but like you as an artist have to decide what it is that you want to do and like kind of like it's like that you have to decide your brand and like you and then from there go and do your thing you know absolutely that's you know yeah that's a huge part of it because if you're, <laughs> if someone asks you, okay, who's your music for? And you say everyone, you need to go back. To yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's going to be it's, so lukewarm. I know. Like, you're not, you got to decide who do you want in the audience? Who, yeah, exactly. if you had 200 of this type of person that would make it the best fucking show ever, yeah. what would those, who would that person be? You know, it's you really got to think about that. So important because, like, yeah, you could have everybody at your show, but then, like, if you if you have everybody, then nobody cares. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like cater to everybody, then nobody's gonna care. But if you like spend your time and you like you go for this, like for that group of people who you know, like you know, then yeah. other people will be like, hey, I want a piece of that. You know, then you'll get everybody. Yeah. Well, because then then you start building the community from it. There's something that these people are standing in the audience because this music stands for something Yeah, for them. And it doesn't have to be like a big momentous cause necessarily. Yeah, exactly. In the music, it's about something. Something. It has to be good. Like like Belay's was Psycho Jungle. That was like the the hilarious term that kind of came out from the, you know, our, our style of partying back in the day, <laughs> but it, it became like a, a, a compass direction when we started yeah. working on the album and writing new tunes and stuff. And it was like, that's what we want the shows to be. So like yeah. the, the costumes and the intensity and the idea of like it being so hot in a show that it's raining from the ceiling and it's sweat and it's gross, that's but huge, like people don't right? care, you know? That's, <laughs> like, that's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but like, that's the thing. You need that, you need that idea, you know, or else like, or else what are you going to, what are you going to develop? Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, going along with that, how much do you think you started with that, with After Funk? Because it's well, been almost yeah. 10 years. There was probably at least some kind of thing, like a, a tying idea that brought you guys together to be like, this is it. It's yeah, tra- that's something. You got to change it over time and it develops, right? But like... Yeah. I know that's something that we learned. And I know like when I... So I guess when we started as a band and stuff, uh, we were like it just kind of happened and all this stuff kind of happened. But like, I think like a big musical theme for me was bringing, cause I was like straight in school and stuff, you know, it was like bringing my like music education and like throwing it into like this, like 
new genre or a new genre that I just heard about or like just like started getting into like funk and stuff, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, all right, that's my thing, you know? But then like, but then you play music and you're like, okay, well that like, that's a little bit extra. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, okay, you know, like, let's just like relax for a sec and, you know, like, go to a couple parties, you know, like, hang with, <laughs> like, and, and, and then all of a sudden, like, it becomes more about like the vibe and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, what is yeah. the vibe? So like, like, for one of our albums till the sun comes up is literally about that like you know like being like it's like the night people you know what yeah. i mean like it's like that's what it is like the whole album starts in the evening and it's all about the night people you know what i, I mean i always got the zombie track on it doesn't it yeah you know yeah. <laughs> i love that one <laughs> it's like a jokes thing but you know it's like and like i, I guess over time like now we're at a place where we're trying to like zero in specifically to a vibe before we like write an album kind of, mm-hmm. thing. you know, where like, I think before it was a little more eclectic and like, you know, like it, but we, at, at the last album that we did, we got a producer, mm-hmm. like maybe straighten things up a little bit you know, which is like, okay, you got to like focus your ideas a little bit before, and you start to like realize how much work you have to do to make a sec- a successful thing. You know what I mean? Happen mm-hmm. much, uh, how much premeditation goes into it, whether it's, because in- like people get lucky as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's, let's not let, you know, we can that like, but people also work hard you know what i mean like for the amount of people that get lucky there's like 10 times as many who worked hard to get to that place or who have somebody else who's worked hard who's on their team you know what i mean and like that is like not necessarily a form of luck you know what i mean if you're able to become successful because of somebody else's experience and you go and you intentionally find somebody with experience that's not like that's you taking matters into your own hands and using resources you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean that's still a form of of hard work or whatever you know what i mean or, well because you know? even if you get lucky you want to be able to repeat it exactly. <laughs> so it's right. good to know like what it what is it we're doing exactly like, what worked and why did it work so we can find a way to keep zeroing in on that and taking notes on that kind of thing is so so important you know like people let it slip by, you know, mm-hmm. like, like if you're an artist out there, you let your like album say like you just sell a bunch of albums, like, but you don't know how many albums you sold this year. You don't know how many albums. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> too, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm like probably one of the worst, one of the worst about it, but <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a lot process, but you it's still have to take care of. You still yeah. have responsible in some way about it. And if you're not directly responsible, then somebody who you trust is responsible. You know, like I have a band, you know what I mean? Like, and we share responsibility in this band. So like, you know, somebody else, if I don't have that information, somebody else has that information. You know what I mean? Probably Jamie. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important to know, you know what I mean? You you guys lucked out. You know? I mean, you're all workhorses in your own right, but Jamie yeah. works. Yeah, that's, a, that's hard a, at that stuff. He's he's good at he's booking those gigs, that. and he's got all and that it's crazy. You know, like there, I feel like as artists or as musicians, you don't. Uh, I said I've been. This is like my thing lately. Like you know, you you go and you you become a musician thinking that you're going to be an artist. You know what I mean? But like artists, like music is such a is such a portion of artistry as a whole or being an artist, you know, there's so many more things you have, like you have to be physically aware as well as musically aware. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things, you know, like how do you market yourself? How do you do this? All that stuff. Yeah. The business side of it is such like this, it's this thinly veiled thing that like if anybody wanted to do the research or learn about it, it's there. But it's so like, what? I know. 
I'm off in La La Land. Like, right, exactly, right? Tripping on acid, following butterflies around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's such like this hilarious, like, this is what music is. It's like, man, there's so much more work to do. It's just, and that's one thing, I guess, I wish that, I like, I wonder if, like, I wonder if, like, your teachers had said that to you as a, as a young musician, if you would have even cared or listened or whatever, but there would have been somebody who took it, who took something away, you know, I think that, and maybe it's cause it's new and like the internet is still brand new. Like, you know, like we were in school when they started being like, Hey, like whatever, you all can have it now, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, fine. It's new. So like, it's something that I think maybe the next generation has to learn like, you know, like, it's just crazy. It's- well, it comes hand in hand with it now because there, we, we just missed that opportunity where it was like, you just throw up a flag and say like, we're good enough. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll help you out. We'll throw money yeah. at you. We missed that. <laughs> like it's, no. you could just focus on the music and then you have a team of people babysit you and take yeah. care of the numbers. And now you have to do it your own. Yeah, like it's possible, it. but you but have so much more responsibility i know but then you have all these kids who are just swimming in it like they are just like ready like yeah. you know like kids and their phones like i still have trouble texting people you know <laughs> and like uh, you, could, you should see my baby on the phone he does things i don't even know what i'm saying you know what i mean i'm like looking for the bluetooth and the baby's just like <laughs> wow yeah. like, oh, he are. throws on his uh his shitty baby songs on mm. youtube and then does this split screen thing and opens up his like games. Hey, what? at the same time, I'm like, dude, you just got to make sure that the baby's first word is not Alexa. No. <laughs> <laughs> I believe his first word was poop. Oh, hey, that's <laughs> <a> funny guy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, uh, uh, keeping on the hard work vein. Yeah. You guys are probably one of the hardest working bands that I've had the pleasure of, like, the before all the pandemic stuff, you guys were constantly on the road, it seemed like. Yeah. You were always zipping across the states and doing all kinds of tours and stuff. Like, were was there a point when you were like, okay, we're ready to do this? Or was it like, this is just the next step and we got to kind of sink or swim with this? We kind of just did it, you know? Yeah. Like, one, like... So yeah, sometimes you just got to do it. And it just happened, you know what I mean? And like people wanted to see us. And so we just went to where they were and then where they were just became further and further away. And like, uh, it was all us doing it ourselves. You know what I mean? So like, uh, it, 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 it's, it's definitely been like an interesting journey, you know, it's been good, you know, yeah. I, I, when you say interesting, it always sounds like it's negative. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you could have said good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was good. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy, you know, because it's definitely, it's just changed who I am as a musician and like what I think about, uh, like in terms of, because like you get like, uh, it's almost like the difference between like office people and people in the field. You know what mm. I mean? people you know what I mean because like you have like people who write music and like you know it's it's fine you know but then there's like also like a thing of like why do we like music what do we like do what what's the point like what's the deal you know and I honestly don't know if I would have been able to find the answer for myself if I if I wasn't out there or at least the answer that I might have found for myself would have been different you know but yeah, absolutely. Now I have a, like, you know, like now I feel like, you know, <clears throat> and this is like very weird. This is like a very broad thing for me to say, but like music is there for us to enjoy. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's one. Well, I guess that's two because I guess one is music is like, is people communicating to other people and expressing themselves to other people. Right. And like, 
it opens up a channel for people to express themselves back, you know, through dance or through uh, art, you know, like people come to the show, they draw, you know what I mean? Or through nothing, <laughs> you yeah. know, sometimes they just like want to sit and enjoy it. You yeah. know what I mean? But just like, these are all different reactions that might mean the same thing, like different like outlets of the same reaction. Absolutely. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, it's like, you wonder is like is music there for us to dance to is it there for us to like draw to is it there to us no it's like just there for us to like enjoy and to communicate with each other you know what yeah I mean? it's really because how you respond to it is personal exactly but your your responding to it is what matters exactly you know if there was no response then that's you know it's not doing yeah. its job yeah exactly yeah so like in my opinion I guess as like a, as a writer, I think you have to like, if your music follows those criteria, then good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like then you've done something. Cause like when you start to influence culture is when like a lot of people like your writing, but it, like if your writing can, like if your writing touches somebody and is uh and expresses what you want to express you know even if i don't like it then i i guess i'm just out of the loop you know what i mean like what <laughs> I, you know what i mean that's yeah. really out of that specific loop you know what i mean like whether i want to be a part of it or not is also my prerogative or whatever you know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, I, i've been very hard pressed to try and learn something from music, even if I don't like it. Yeah. Because as a young man, very hard opinions, you know, like, <laughs> I know, sucks, fuck that. <laughs> they, they're garbage, you know? And it's like, that's so dismissive. And it's putting a ceiling on myself as a musician. Because I could listen to something that I totally hate and even just get like, well, what do I not like about it? Yeah. How, how could I change that and do it something in a way that I would enjoy it? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's, that, and it's a good thing, you know, it's a good thing. You need to have opinions and you need to have like, you, yeah, you just, you need to have opinions of music. You need to have opinions on things. I think mm -hmm. I, hate, I hate, I strongly dislike when, when you go and you ask, uh, when you ask somebody, like, like you, like you go to a restaurant or something and you ask somebody, Oh, what's good. And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, that's like the worst shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't have feelings. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you something. like just tell me like, whatever. I'm not going to like hate you. I might not choose what you like, but like, at least like, at least I have something to start off with. If, if you say, Oh, I like the spinach and feta omelet and I'm somebody who doesn't necessarily like feta, then I'm going to be like, okay, so then I'm going to choose something else. Maybe I'll just choose some other omelet. That just makes my... <laughs> so the omelet items might be good. <laughs> you know what I'll I mean? away from that. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, at least you have like, you make an informed decision because someone decided to help and they had an opinion. You know what I'm saying? But Well, it, it always scares me when someone's like, like, oh, like, what's your favorite type of music? And they're like, oh, I don't listen to music. Or like... Yeah, that's a weird answer. It's always a weird answer. I find that very hard to believe that there's no song yeah. that's ever like moved you or like you don't desire or like hum something. Like, I'll one up you. All right, just like <laughs> regale me. I was I was uh, I was watching this show on Netflix, uh, Blown Up or whatever. You know the glass blowing show. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have like the glass blowing show on Netflix anyway. And one of the challenges. One of the challenges was to blow some glass and or design like a piece based around food, right? And this guy was like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this challenge because I don't really like food. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he made some like flowery shit, but I was like, this guy put in like literally zero effort. How can you say like you don't like food? Like, I don't like food. I would tolerate it to survive, but you like, it's like, what do you do for sustenance? It's like, I kind of just like 
put something in my mouth. It's like, well, what's your favorite one of those? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Even just like make a blown glass sandwich. Just fucking lie. <laughs> you don't have to be so contrarian and difficult to like prove a point. I bet that guy goes to parties and is like, oh, the Beatles are overrated. I'm like, oh, oh God. my God, 100%, dude. He's one of those people. He's one of those people who doesn't like music, doesn't like food, doesn't like shit. Yeah, that's some funny shit. That was a really good anecdote. <laughs> um, I think uh, going back to some of the, the, the purposes of music that you're talking about. Yeah. I was thinking about... Um, like why I like funk so much, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, it's so dependent on the groove. Everything is around that groove of like movement and feeling and like you can't. And I think it, it comes from a lot of that, like the very primal, like roots of music was just like rhythm. Yeah. Creating the, uh, um, like a way of communicating the natural rhythms and, and, and making things happen and people dancing and expressing themselves. So it's like, when you get that groove, like it's infectious. Dude. Get that. Like that was something that always really intrigued me about it. Cause it was so simple. Like, why is it that James Brown can play the fucking same chord for eight and a half minutes and just yell stuff about paybacks. And it's like the best song ever. Right, like what? It's like so. It's like like and like when you say tribal, it's like that's exactly it. You know what I mean? Because like I I I like it's like unapologetically groovy. Like you know, it's like they don't like you know, and like that goes to like the vibe thing. You know what I mean? It's like a bunch of people. You think of like a sick tribe drum circle or whatever. You're just saying like a bunch of people are just like fucking like doing it. Sweating, they're like it doesn't even matter how hot it is because I think my drum circles in Africa. I guess I don't know, what, <laughs> I don't know where your drum circle is. but it could be in Africa too. I just say that's where I fix your mind. I'm just like there, you know what I mean? Yeah, minor, minor cold, and in like the Aral Mountains, like some you know, Germanic tribesmen. Oh, that's huge! You that's know, like <laughs> like real mountain. Like, what would a mountain groove like? You know, that's How like, that deep, even right? that's fucking powerful shit, uh, right? Uh, that's what I'm saying, you know, like that's you, like that's your drum circle. Like you imagine it, like your tribal, like instinct is like something like powerful and yeah. that's punk, you know what I mean? Like that. And, and that's where like my music vibe actually, it's funny that like I went immediately to that and I was like, oh, but that's kind of how I like take music. Like I always want that bit of grit. And yeah. like travel to it, even if it's like a smooth, funky song. There's got to be something. There's got to be rocky to it, you know. Like I'm yeah. a rock guy traditionally that like got swayed and sucked into like funk and even some smooth jazz, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Steely Dan guy now, you oh, know. Dude, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a big deal, man. Steely Dan is the shit. Let's let's dig deep into funk like let's talk about the process of funk let's talk about um like what are what are some of your big funk inspirations dude right now right now the the band that is just like killing it for me is <clears throat> is ghost note ghost note okay. yeah you know like uh it's like uh what's this guy's name spud the drummer he's like a he used to play on snarky puppy shit okay mono neon the bass player he's just a wacko and like a bunch of other people <laughs> the percussionist is also from snarky puppy <clears throat> but like these guys are just like stupid groovy <laughs> you know I mean? like it's like it's insane it's almost like yeah, it's like they're so good, you know? Like, they're just so good. I don't know. It's crazy. Like they're full-bodied so full good. Yeah, like, you know, like, it's, like, insane. It, like, hurts my brain sometimes, you know what I mean? It's like, but it's just, like, they're just so groovy, and they just play whatever, and it's just so groovy, and they just, like, keep playing whatever, and it's still so groovy after, like, 10 minutes, and you're like, ah! You're like, look at <laughs> Oh my god! Lessons to be learned there. Crazy, infinite. Dude, that that one is sick. So like, Ghost Note is sick. 
James Brown is like literally okay. Let's talk about it. I guess so. Yeah. James Brown is like he's crazy, right? Like, cause like there's like for me, James Brown is all about that fucking rhythm guitar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just like aside from like the sick drummer, it's always the rhythm. Like the rhythm guitar always has something something to say like it's but it's always just like fucking like you know like it's so like it's so like muted but so like fucking like dope it's it's it it's so funny i just had like this like um this picture of like the the light chugging of the train because there's like the heavy metallic kind of stuff but then there's like that's truth right like that's the part that's really everything moving together and pushing uphill and stuff, you know? Dude, yeah, for real. You know, it's all about that shit, you know? And James Brown has like layers of that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the guitar is doing this. I guess that's like a sick thing about James Brown is like the song is not a song. Like the song is, <laughs> you know, like the song is like, like James Brown doesn't know shit about music apparently, but he like, but he put together the sickest band or something. Yeah. You know, had like some sort of vision. I don't even know, but whatever. You have like the bass, the bass groove, which is like a whole line to itself. Like, you know, like then you have like the fucking guitar groove, which is doing something. And then another guitar groove, which is also just like playing off of that other, like, you know, there's like sometimes two guitar parts and then there's the fucking horn section. That has their thing That's like super sick Fred Wesley And then James Brown just yells and shit You know what I mean? Like what the hell is this song? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I love Love those um, Zaire 74 videos Of him when he comes out and does a twirl in the air, lands in the splits, and gets just, up and is just like... He knows no channels, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, what does this guy have? Like, he has no... Like, I don't even understand, man. Dude, no. It's incredible. Because, like, it's always... a re- Like, a magic moment for me was in school when we were talking about James Brown in, like, an ear training class for whatever yeah. reason it just like always get off topic with Darcy Hepner about something cool. And it would be like, he was talking about uh, Bootsy's biggest lesson from James Brown. And he was like, it was always to the one, to the yeah. one, no matter what he's like, mm-hmm. I'm on the one, but the whole band, all the phrases, everything was about working to that one. Yeah. So it's like that weird kind of lopsided shape where once it gets moving, it always propels itself. Yeah, there's so much momentum. It's crazy. And it's um, this amazing trick that like, once I started thinking about that and writing stuff like that, then I could get a groove and I wasn't faking it. And it was like, That's sick, yeah. That's a big (laughs) That's a big deal, dude. That funk groove is all about the one for real. That's like, and that's like, yeah, like that's a big, I, yeah, that's a big James Brown lesson, you know, like he is crazy about that. And he's like all vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Same vibe. Pure like, 120 yeah. proof yeah. vibe. Fuck. <laughs> you know? So there's that, right? There's James Brown. Then there's like P Funk and stuff. <sighs> yeah. And like P Funk is like, is theater. You know what I mean? Like P-Funk takes funk and puts it in space. So that, you you know what I mean? Like here you have like James Brown. He's like super like, but he's like an earth motherfucker. Like, you know, he's like, he's down here. You know what I mean? He's he's talking about people stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he's dancing with you and he's like fighting shit with you. And he's like breaking shit. He's drunk off his ass. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like he's James Brown, you know? And then... P-Funk comes around and they're like, okay, right? And they like take us up there because they have- It's the mothership, baby. You know what I'm saying? They have a bunch (laughs) of people. They just have like, they have like a fucking hive. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. They have like a bunch of people and they have like sounds and they have costumes and they have lights and they like bring it to like, they just like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I learned a lot from, um, there's this P 
P-Funk documentary that was actually like on PBS. And I can't remember who voiced the, uh, it might've been Cat Williams who voiced the cartoon guy that was like narrating. Hilarious. And it was amazing. And they talked to all these different people and it was just like, he just made like seven bands. Every time there was a new idea, you just start a new band thing, with right? a different record company so he could get around the contract and That's just name it something year. else. And then they go on tour and it'd be like a four hour show and they just play all the different music. And like, legendary. That's unheard of. Right? <laughs> it's so That's nice. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Right. The world used to be wilder, right? Like, oh, I know. <laughs> well, and, and, and Funkadelic as as its own entity, yeah. I think was a really important um, next step. Oh yeah, it's, you know, you, you Parliament was tight. Yeah, right. Parliament was still tight. Parliament was still like, I guess we didn't talk about like Earth, Wind, and Fire and stuff. You know, oh, what I mean? we can fire, put so. that on the shelf for for awesome. we'll get there next because that's. Yeah. But that's like a that, whole other vibe, that right? Thing, right? That has a thing. That has a place in here, though, because like Parliament and like Earthwind, Earthwind and Fire is like is James Brown with a band like Parliament. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean. Like okay, and that's yeah. like, and it's like all the players are sick, and all like you know, like it's like incredible, right? And like the one thing with like Earthwind and Fire is they they didn't take it too far so mm -hmm. then like, we'll, we'll leave it there right yeah. so, <laughs> so then like yeah you're here with like parliament and funkadelic they go out right like they do a bunch of parties in a in a house and they <laughs> record an album yeah. right and like you know and they that like first album is wild i i right? love that album so much but it's like it's not something i could always just throw on for other people exactly like, i can always throw it on because i have like a really strong emotional attachment yeah, yeah, to that yeah. but that first song it like the whole thing is about the Dude. trip it's about creating a trip experience very much and it's such this beautiful uh combination of where the 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 roots of funk like james bounds 60s late 60s roots of funk meets this psychedelic rock that was happening in the yeah. late 60s. And it takes up the mantle of, um, especially once it starts moving towards other stuff like uh, take it to the stage and stuff like that. That's like where Jimi Hendrix would have probably been going a bit. Like they, I, I feel like Eddie Hazel kind of was like, I got to pick that up and go with it. And like yeah. continue that, that journey, you know? Yeah. It's it a was, big, that was a big deal, right? Like, yeah. you know, like a lot of fusion is so important. And like, I feel like always has a heavy hand in how music evolves. You know what I mean? Cause it's mm -hmm. like now, now the funk that we think of is like, and I always think that music is cyclical. Now the funk that we think of is like strict is like a, is a weird version of like funkadelic, you know, like not like us, like, but like, but people, you know what I mean? Cause like Funkadelic brought it to the extreme near the end and like disco came and raw dogged them. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. was like, oh man, you know? And so like then, like at the end, you know, it didn't look as classy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right, we have Earth, Wind and Fire who successfully evolved from funk to disco yes right? pretty right? seamlessly too pretty seamlessly right and they had the clothes they had the thing right which was like still reminiscent of funk you know but it was cleaner and a little poppier and yeah like, well yeah there's that it, that right? disco slick and sparkly yeah exactly kind of thing and and they, it's like, they had the natural funk thing going, you know, yeah. like they had the natural, like flowy clothes and all that shit, you know, but there's a group and like, you know, but that left Funkadelic looking like, you know, they had like a, like, you know, the aesthetics just didn't, didn't work out, you know, no. I mean? <laughs> hard, you know, 
And so like now that's what we think about. Like that's what people think about when they think about funk. It's just like that. But they but they forget that we were all dressed like that for like for the shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all throughout that time, all throughout that time, we were buying that thing completely. And then somebody just changed clothes and we're like, oh now we gotta wear now this. Now we do this now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like I think it's coming back now, you know, because like now. Like now we have like the Michael Jackson funk thing going on. Yeah. Right? Like, cause it always comes back to that freaking funk guitar. You know what I mean? It's always it, really, off, it's off the wall guitar. and thriller. We're so, I mean, wow. Great, great points, Dan. Like <laughs> but no, there's but so much true. in there that was, um, keeping on with the, the fusion. Cause it wasn't Michael releasing an album. It was Michael creating the, like the next musical step. And then yeah, everybody exactly. copied him for four years and then Thriller came out and somehow mixed what he'd cooked up with off the wall and yeah. then threw rock in, you know, you get Toto yeah. to play, you throw a Eddie Van Halen solo on it. And now it's kind of a rock album. You know, it's it like crazy. that guy, that <laughs> was a crazy idea. That's Quincy Jones. Yeah. Yeah you know like being like we got to do everything Quincy was just trying to like yeah he was doing that he was like making like he's like this is going to be the perfect rock song this is perfect pop song we're going to put all these things in one album and like we're going to teach people how to make music again okay yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like oh I mean everyone said like, so but like oh, fuck can right. we do this <laughs> man it's That's where we're at now again though like you know the weekend sounds like Michael Jackson yeah all the funk songs sound like, you know, like Bruno Mars. Funk Bruno song. Mars is stealing right off my electro funk 80s playlist. Man, like, it's like, <laughs> come on. Like, things are, it's funny, right? Even like, remember uh, Childish Gambino put out this album however many years ago that was really sick. And this is not to say that I don't love this music. I'm just mm-hmm. saying the, the lineage of this music is a little bit too obvious for my. For my liking, I guess. Well, it's almost like no one's doing the studying as much yeah, anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, we're we can do this, you know what I mean? But like also they're amazing albums. So anyway, this one uh Charles Gambino album, uh he had this like he had a blue face or something. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the name of it, but I know. Yeah, I know you remember that album. It had like red bone on it, it had like that was a sick album. I love that album to death. It's actually amazing. But it was also like an insanely a funkadelic album. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was a P-Funk record. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. sounded exactly like a P-Funk record to me. If, if like you could have taken Childish Gambino off of it and put P-Funk in it and I wouldn't really care. You know what I mean? Like if somebody else had done that record and managed to pull it off, I also would think it's a great record, which is like, I don't know if it's like a Childish Gambino record, you know, mm-hmm. but it is a great record that sounds a lot like a P-Funk record, which I love. So great. But I, I love Childish Gambino for other things. I love Childish yeah. Gambino. Yeah. Like, you know, This Is America was a cool song. I don't know all that. It got like a bunch of shit because it might've been another song or rip it off of another song. But like, you know. Well, that's an interesting point because here we are at this crazy point in history where not only have like a Google amount of songs been written, but they're all really easily accessible. So it's a lot easier to immediately identify influences. Yeah. So is it like, or I mean, it could be a combination of the two where it's like, you can hear more and take in more information. So, you know, like, Oh, that's where it's coming from. So it seems less like it's something new or it's like, maybe people just aren't doing the homework and it's things are derivative because we've hit a ceiling. Like who knows? I know that's the thing, right? It's a hard deal, but I hope that I think there's going to, there's some new stuff coming out. Like, like I said, like ghost note is crazy. Like what? They're so funny. Like, it's, like, awesome. It's, like, it's it's a cool thing. It's, like, Snarky Puppy is doing cool stuff, you know. It's amazing uh, that they won a Grammy 
Yeah. We were all so pumped when they won a Grammy because it's like, man, we've been going to see those fuckers at the Rex. Like, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know? So, like, good for them. They're, they're sick. And, like, I mean, not, I mean, there's other, like, there's other like singer songwriter bands and like other pop music that's coming out. That's like sick. You know, we just have to like find it. Yeah. You have to like give, we have to give these people props and like stop like just, just supporting monetarily supporting just big people. Yeah. Cause like, you know, people think that they support their local artists, but like they just say that they do. And how hard was it to get people to come to shows? You know what I'm saying? Like always, <laughs> always difficult. You know what I mean? Like you always have yeah. to, like as much money as they spend to go on the shows, you spend like a million dollars trying to get them to go to your show to spend $10. Yeah. You know please, to, please, know, please give us the $10. Please <laughs> let, let me share this ex- amazing experience with you for $10, please. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what, you know, like whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? But well, let's, <laughs> Hopefully, people are kind of starting to get one. Your you vote with your money. Yeah. So it's like if there's a band that you really like and you want them to keep doing what they're doing, you gotta yeah. vote for them with your money. It's true. And yeah. two, I think there's a big onus on like the technology has kind of made people a bit lazy. So it's yeah. They're, they don't dig as deep always. People don't want to take chances anymore either, you know, like on music. Well, your, your, your day is filled up with so much erratic shit. Exactly. You don't really have time to just be like, oh, maybe I'll go see this if it might be good. Which yeah. is why we need money to get you to try and come to see us. <laughs> yeah. But there is, I will say there is hope that we we've had such a hard go from like this crash of the music industry and things trying to sort themselves out and record companies are now kind of, they're doing their own thing and they're railroading everybody, but we have enough at our disposal that we can kind of sidetrack that. So I think that in the near future, we'll be hearing more and more from independent artists and people will be voting with their dollars and things because as artists, we're finally getting the hint that like, we got to be businessmen. We got to be marketers. We got to be salesmen Yeah, as well. Like we have to wear all those hats. And when yeah. you get that right now, you don't have to beg for help from somebody else to give you the worst loan in history with a record deal. Yeah. The, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. People to take advantage of you at every opportunity they get in this industry. That's why you got to know it, you know? Have you had some bad experiences? I mean, um, we're like pretty indie. So like, not like, not of that. Like we've been paid, like, I remember one time we did a show in, in like Philadelphia or something. And like, they paid us 20 bucks. <laughs> Literally they paid us 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, I, I, I don't remember if I got angry or if we flipped or whatever, but it's like, are you kidding me? Like there were eight of us in the band at the time. And they just <laughs> 20 bucks. I was like, what the shit are you doing right now? And you look at somebody like this. I'm like, I was like, what? 21 at the time. Like, you look at a 21 year old who came from Canada. You give him 20 bucks. For- <laughs> Here you go. Like, it's like, okay, well, that's, that was a fucking rough. The age <laughs> rate's rough. pretty strong right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, save this for years. Oh my gosh. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't really, we haven't had like, like we've had like experiences and stuff where people don't pay you and things, but like we haven't had like that rough of a go with things. Like we, we've, we've bounced around from like, from like agency to agency, but like we generally take things into our own hands, you know what I yeah. mean? We take guys into our own hands, you know? So whether that's been good or bad for us, well, it's been mostly good. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it, it seems yeah. like it's working. Like, yeah, the, like that's what I'm saying, you know? but like, it's just like, 
I I don't think we've like really, really like hit any like hard thing like that. You know what I mean? Like the one difficulty we might have is is with our name and like with our image or whatever. So like, but I don't I don't think our name is going to change anytime soon. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's not really that. It's not been that crazy for us. I think it's harder for independent or individual, sorry, artists. You know, because like I said before, like I have a team, like we have a band. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, so like, there's no way, like, you know, like if something goes back, if something, sorry, if something goes wrong, then like, you know, it'll be like, oh, I got to hold somebody back because they're going to fight somebody for it. <laughs> I'm going to fight somebody for something. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, so like, it's like, it's usually like, it's nice to have that as well. You know, a team is so important, you know, but I think it's hard for an individual because like, you know, like a, like an independent artist, like an individual artist, because it's just one person, you know what I mean? And like, you have to, you have to trust somebody else with a lot of things if you're going to have a team. Yeah. That's like a, an interesting relationship, you know, that's a, like, that's a hard relationship to find. You know what I mean? If you're not already working your ass off and know all the stuff, you know what I mean? Either that's like your mom, your dad, your lover. (laughs) You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, that's usually like, if you don't know what you're doing, then that's who's going to end up doing that stuff for you. If they really care or if they don't care, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's like, you know, or if they're taking advantage, you know what I'm saying? You got to be careful if if it's just one person, but if you have a team, then you have a team, you know what I mean? There's, there's mistakes that I would have made that my, because I, in this band, I didn't make. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, fine. Team's important Team's for important. that kind of support. And I mean, like, you know, how many, how many times when you, you hit a wall, like personally or emotionally and yeah, the right. team carries you through. hundred percent. Like that's, the marathon. It would have been so much harder if it was just me, because who's supposed to catch me when I fucking fall? Exactly. I fall a lot. <laughs> you know? I'm clumsy. I don't tie my shoes because fuck that. <laughs> it's a it's a conspiracy <laughs> by big shoe to just try and sell more shoelaces. <laughs> That's why you need the Velcro shoes. Yeah. You know, oh. Shoes that do themselves up. They, you, there was a thing where they were like, stop calling it Velcro. Only <laughs> Velcro brand is Velcro. I know. I know. I remember that. Like, Hook no. and hoop fasteners. They lost, they lost that more real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is too bad because they're like, they are right. I know. They are like, right. Too late. Like, <laughs> everyone already says it. That's too successful with their name, and now no one buys their shit, but everybody should have started that fight like a hundred years ago. No, they, they should <laughs> But, but mom said, all like, our sisters are using it now. <laughs> like, you know, come on, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to the time when I get to see you guys on stage again it's yeah. uh and i you man like it'll be yeah. are you are you, are you so sh- i've oh. got a, it's just me right now <laughs> the laser monk thing is just me in in this office here i've got yeah. like all my music stuff ready to go and just like i've been writing new things that song yeah. that i put out was just like the first thing That's- that came out and i just worked and finished it and was like okay so i know i can do it <laughs> which was a lot of that process of like I always had a band and it wasn't like it was before music school the last time that I had that kind of like you know it was me preparing for music school for a year and I had like a Tascam digital eight track so I just write and record stuff all the time and then it was always bands so like losing that like support thing where it was like everybody's tight behind me and I can just be Dan and wear stupid costumes and like dress up like a cat and feed people grilled cheese from the stage. And like, you know, so it's, it's a reinvention and it's like, um, 
you know, having a hiatus with, with the baby was necessary, but it was also, I needed to find what I wanted to do after the belays. Cause that was such a huge part of my life for so long. So it was like having that team and everything was that the community was that the friends were that. So it was like losing a lot of that and then going into seclusion to be dad. Yeah. It's a hard became my new identity. So then I was like, wait, who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's big. Yeah. And now you can include your children and your journey and like, you you know, you you'll just grow. With oh, your, yeah. And like, that's going to be a crazy thing. It's, you know? it's really cool to see a really exciting chapter. Yeah. It's cool to see how interested he is in music. Like yeah. from the start, like he reacts in, instantly to it. He's got certain songs that Dude. he's like, put that yeah. shit on repeat. I feel like parent, like parents who share music with their kids and like, they have a very special relationship. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that is like any, like, yeah, you, like it's this very special thing, if you, you know? And like you, if you are able to play together, you know, oh man, like, oof, oof, yeah. oof. Yeah, no, no pressure. I'm no not gonna, pressure. I'm not gonna Tiger Woods the kid or anything, but like I'm- Make him play. <laughs> play. <laughs> Tape a guitar to his hand. You know what I'm like start him now. Like you'll just- Daddy, I'm tired. Read like he's bad, you know? <laughs> this is an E. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just like, no, that was too weird. I was going to finger extensions. Just like put it. (laughs) You got to learn. So when we're talking about mutilating children's fingers, I think that's probably the end of the interview, but uh, (laughs) honestly, these, these have been really exciting for me. They've been really fun for me. And I hope. This this is a sick thing, dude. This is awesome. Well, because yeah. I just want to really leverage all these awesome contacts that, I, that I've been yeah. able to have all, over the time. And I get to have a really in-depth conversation about music with the people. That's, like I can talk about it, too. Yeah. Know? Well, I was, I was saying with Bruder um, after the, the episode, it was really cool because these are topics that we might hit one or two in passing every once in a while. But to yeah. just like dedicate an hour to just be like, this is nice. Let's go and talk about it and see where it goes. And there's always really interesting stuff that comes out because the conversations are, are pretty personalized. It depends yeah. on the person. Yeah. So it's like, I, I tick off a few things that I want to get out, but the most is like, let's just have a conversation. And I think that's probably where people learn the most. Yeah. That's so, chill, dude. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much for, dude, for taking problem. time out of your busy schedule. And uh, where do you want to send some eyes and ears? Uh, afterfunk.ca is a good place to check out. And then uh, also check out our Facebook and our Instagram and our Spotify, especially. All afterfunk, right? No, no added words. No added words, no secret messages. Just yeah, to, pick up pick up that album Santa Barbara because it's a yeah. it's a fucking yeah. steamed yeah. ice. It's ah. orange square. Yeah, and I was like, I was like ready to be like, so you got a new album out, blah blah blah. It came out a year ago. Yeah, dude, I what know. A year ago. Time flies, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. again, thank you so much. I, good, I really appreciate it. talk to you, man. It's good yeah. to see you today. So I'm happy you're doing well. And like, <laughs> say hello to me, dude, and take care of yourself. Yeah, you too, man. Man. Be well. Be well, dude. Hello. We are back. Uh, it's always nice to be able to reconnect with old friends and, and chat about this stuff and it's a really cool opportunity that I get to do this. And, uh, I can only hope that any of you out there are able to cultivate a community of really awesome, diverse people with an artistic goal that kind of brings them all together. Um, 
because there's so many different ways that those kinds of connections pan out. I mean, I get to do a talk show with a bunch of my friends and, and hopefully, you know, meet some of my heroes, like fingers crossed if this gets out there far enough. Um, but even just beyond that, there is a whole list of people that I could drop a message to and be like, hey, I got a new tune. I've got you in mind for this. Or like, hey, I'm working on a project. You're really good at this. Maybe you could help me out. And, you know, there, there's no obstacle that couldn't be tackled in some way. If I couldn't figure it out, I know that somebody out there definitely could. And that's because of this musical community. So you really need to take as much energy and time into putting together a community of people and getting in with a community because you never know when you're going to need somebody to help you make something way more awesome with what they do. Simple as that. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on today's episode, or if you'd like to expand your horizons so you can make the most amount of impact with your music, please be sure to check us out at mfile.ca.